Thanks to Indeed for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. All right, everybody. So I have been traveling a whole bunch. I was in New York for Apple's scary event, but then obviously that trip kicked my butt. And right now I might be working on some reviews for some things in the technology space that maybe you might have seen there. So that's why this is a little late. I mean, I've been bombarded with a whole bunch of stuff, but trust me, we're going to talk about not only what was announced, but what Apple didn't talk about from the event and a few other things like iOS 17.2 coming later this year. So buckle up. You know what time it is. Let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. It is episode 288. Yes, we're doing this basically right before the coming week um, after Apple's scary event where they announced the new M3 Pro and M3 Max MacBook Pros, the new M3 iMac, and they also discontinued something as well. We're going to talk about all that as well as what Apple didn't tell you about all of their announcements. We're going to dive deep into that. And yes, uh, I will also be dropping my reviews for some of those products this week. It's still, quite honestly, it's a busy, busy September, October. We're now in November. There's a whole lot of other things that I have to catch up on and get out. But look, I'm cranking and cranking away. Now, before we get to that, we just want to cover a few little tasks, points of business. If you want to be a part of the show, hey, all you got to do is call in and record a voice memo. Send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z, your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, maybe your impressions of the new MacBook Pros. Did you order a new MacBook Pro or are you saying, ah, I don't I don't really need that power. I'd love to hear about it. All you got to do, record again, send that memo in, applebitsshow at gmail.com. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support all my content and this podcast. It starts at $2 per month. You can go up to $5, which is like a cup of coffee, the 10, the 25, the $100 platinum Apple level. And what do you get? Early access to content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the show. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you do it. And it is how you all have allowed me to keep on doing this. So thank you. Thank you so much for all of your support. All right, I know some of you have seen my first look hands-on videos on my channel for the new MacBook Pro, the new iMac. You've read some of the specs, so we're going to at least generally talk about there there were not any major drastic changes here, but obviously there's plenty of things to note. The star of the show, I don't know if you saw the scary event. If you haven't yet because of the holidays and everything, Apple presented it with this like kind of dark, spooky tone. It was honestly really fun to watch. It was only a one uh, a half hour event, the shortest event that I've ever seen. Um, I did fly all the way out to New York to get some hands on access with the products, but the kind of the thriller of everything was at the end. They said this is entirely shot with iPhone 15 Pro, and if you go to Apple's YouTube channel, you can check out they released a behind the scenes video of how they made it. And yes, they are using the iPhone, but they're also using a lot of other equipment like Steadicam type rings, different lenses. I believe um, they might have, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think they used the Black Magic app to 
actually record the content, you know, in, in different formats for, you know, higher end editing and log format and things of that nature. Um, but it's a really cool look at how they did it. I'm, I'm actually surprised because there's some times where I know if you've used the iPhone camera in low light situations, it can, it can break down and they definitely use it in multiple low light situations, but it looked really clean. And a lot of that is lighting and also post-production, but it was, it was really cool for them to finally see them walk the walk, right? They've been talking the talk. This is a pro camera to actually see them do it. And yes, the crazy thing is I've been using my phone now as of probably the past year or so really being like, you know what? There's certain shots that are just easier to get on my phone. They still look really, really, really good. They may not have as much of depth of field, but they still do. And no one has ever complained and said, dude, stop using your iPhone for your B-roll shots in some of your videos. And so I'm going to keep on using it. And unless someone complains, the capabilities and without a doubt on a smartphone, Apple does have the best video quality. And then you talk about being able to transfer it over with AirDrop, which is more consistent now. And the ecosystem of getting all those files over, it makes it super easy for someone who's a content creator like myself. So I'm 100% the iPhone using it as a video camera and I thought was really impressive was just how Apple really pushed it to the max and showed us, hey, it's actually truly capable because when you're watching this thing, you never questioned, oh, what did they shoot this on? If you watch the Scary Fast event, it never even popped in your mind. So the big things of the Scary Fast, obviously we're gonna start with the big kahunas, the new 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros with the new M3 chips. Now, what is new about these chips? Performance-wise, if you're watching this, they were comparing it a whole lot to saying, hey, this is a, a huge improvement for people that are Intel Mac owners. This is a big jump for people that are M1 Mac owners. Now, they still did show us benchmarks from M1 to M2 to M3, but the jump from any type of M2 chip to their equivalent in an M3 was not as significant. You know, it wasn't as as big of a jump as you would have thought. Um, it's there, but obviously, I'm going to put these things through their paces, test them out, see how much performance they really have in for someone like me, does it make can they make a compelling enough argument from a performance standpoint to upgrade from an M1 Max to an M3 Max? The other, you know, if we talk about technical bells and whistles, you still have the display, like all the specs on this are basically the same other than they put in a new M3 chip. But from a display standpoint, they've been able to up the brightness specifically with SDR content. So the display features 1,000 nits sustained. You get 1,600 nits of peak brightness if you're dealing with HDR content. But with HDR, uh, with SDR content, standard content, the display is now 20% brighter, so it goes up to 600 nits. And then what's cool about that is it does enable you to match that same brightness if you're using one of Apple's Pro Displays. So there's a subtle thing where people don't talk about because it's not it doesn't affect everyone. Where the workflow of what you see on the phone versus what you're editing on the display and then what gets outputted, it's, there's no calibration that you really, quite honestly, really have to mess with when you're talking about the entire Apple workflow, which makes it really nice. Of course, if you're gonna be shooting in, you know, flat video and in log and you can tweak and color correct and have some fun with that and really fine tune it the way you want that's different but you know for an aspiring content creator for a content creator like myself 
I literally could just do the workflow from phone to Mac to final product, and it looks exactly the same. I know exactly what I'm going to get and what to expect. So let's break down some of the chips really quickly. I'm not going to try and get into too many specs because, yeah, just saying it over audio can be a lot. But the standard M3 chip, 8-core CPU, 10-core GPU. The standard M3 Pro chip, 12-core CPU, and 18-core GPU. The M3 Max chip, which is configurable in all kinds of ways, 16-core CPU, and up to a 40-core GPU. That is the big kahuna. The other spec here, the M3 Max supports up to 128 gigs of unified memory. So that's a big boost compared to what we had previously. It was 64, and then it was only the Mac Studio with an Ultra M1, sorry, an M2 or M1 Ultra that could go up to 128 gigs of unified memory. So now that comes to the MacBook Pro with an M3 Max processor. You also get the announcement of Space Black, which I'm going to feature it in my video, but from what you saw in my previous videos, does it look black to you or does it look like a darker space should we call it space grayer? Like, it's nice. I love hearing the word space black. But obviously, Apple has made up their own colors. Midnight is its own color. And at first, when I heard space black, I freaked out. I was like, oh, this is this looks just like, is this going to be as dark as the matte black from that old school MacBook that I owned and had? I think you had to pay $200 more just to get the matte black surface on the previous macbook this is years ago man it must have been was it 10 years ago it might have been and they'd never released a black apple computer since then well now we got space black not black but space black so at first it was really appealing to me like hey i'm gonna get this thing but i don't know i don't know if that's that is compelling enough for you so new chip 20 percent brighter screen for sdr content the ability to go up to 128 gigs of unified memory and space black. That's what's different. Everything from Wi-Fi 6E, Bluetooth 5.3, the same USB-C Thunderbolt ports, the same MagSafe 3, Ethernet ports, all of that is the same. And then one other caveat is that the MacBooks with M3 chips can go up to 22 hours of battery life. It's going to be different from different models, but overall, from what I saw all the models basically get another hour of battery life. So it is their their best performance from a battery standpoint and best performance from a chip standpoint for the M3 Max and M3 Pro, and it should be. And the thing is that the gains were the gains were there, but I don't know. It was, you know, look, if you're comparing something from an M1 Max to an M3 Max MacBook Pro. They're like, hey, it offers up to two and a half times faster speeds depending on the type of task you're doing. Um, if you have an M1, if you have an Intel-based MacBook Pro, and that was the 2019 that I had fully maxed out at the time, it's 11 times faster. So, look, it's a no-brainer if you're ready to upgrade. If you're ready and you want to, and you want to experience this, yes, if you're in a, it's it's a no-brainer to finally get a Apple Silicon-based chip Mac if you have an Intel Mac. Uh, 100%. The only people that may not want to do that are people that are still using certain apps in boot camp. Now, the other fun thing is the 14-inch MacBook Pro 
now offers the ability to get the M uh, a version of it with just a standard M3. You can also still get an M3 Pro and an M3 Max chip. Once you go to the M3 Pro and M3 Max, you actually have the ability to choose space black as a color. So if you're just using a standard M3, it is space gray and silver. If you're going for an upgrade to an M3 Pro or M3 Max chip-based machine, you then the space gray disappears and you just have the option for space black and silver. And yes, most people are probably going to do space black at that point. And it is a little nod of like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a high-end user. Now, the, some of the stuff, if you read between the weeds and some of the things that Apple didn't talk about is that in Apple's latest M3 Pro chip, the new 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros have 25% less memory bandwidth than the M1 Pro and M2 Pro chips. So right now we're talking about that middle tier Pro chip for the M3, not the Max, but the M3 Pro. So this is, again, using the latest 3 nanometer technology. You got the all-new GPU architecture, which I should reference as we'll go back in a second. Um, the M3 chip is said to represent their fastest chips, but looking at Apple's own hardware specifications, the M3 Pro system features 150 gigs per second memory bandwidth. Now that is compared to 200 gigs per second bandwidth on earlier M1 Pro and M2 Pro. So that's how much it can push through the system. More memory bandwidth is always better. Now, the M3 Max, depending on the configuration, that's not affected. That's capable of up to 400 gigs per second, depending on your configuration, um, because there are kind of less scaled down ones. But it's interesting to see there that I don't know if the three nanometer process can compensate for that. We're not 100% sure that the benefits of that allow them to, hey, uh, the memory bandwidth we're going to restrict. But to me, keeping that memory bandwidth as wide as possible is actually really important. Now, if we're talking about real world results, right? Uh, time of rendering out projects, using the machine for surfing the web and email and photos, I'm guessing we don't, we probably won't see a huge difference that much just because overall the chip is faster. Um, if you also talk about the neural engines inside the chip let's compare to something like the a17 pro and you want to talk about like performance in the neural engine the m3 chip has a 16 core neural engine it's same as the one that's featured in apple's three nanometer based a17 pro chip that you'll find in the iphone 15 pro but at least on paper if you're talking about its maximum achievable throughput and this is measured by what's called tops or trillions of operations per second. This is specifically to you know the neural processing. According to Apple, the M3 neural chip is capable of 18 trillion operations per second on the M3 Mac. Whereas the A17 Pro chip, their neural engine specifically made for the iPhone, is capable of 35 trillion operations per second or tops. Now, I think the biggest thing here to distinguish is the iPhone 15 Pro probably requires a lot higher performing neural engine for all the things it does. It has a uh, computational photography, you got face ID, whereas the M3 chip on a Mac doesn't have to handle as many things like that. Um, it can utilize things like its additional GPU cores to 
compensate for that. Uh, again, when you talk about real world, I don't know how much of a difference that really, really makes, but uh, these are things to note that Apple obviously was not going to talk about in their keynote at the Scary Fast event, but if you look at the details, okay, yes, and then people are saying, well, hey, if the memory bandwidth is smaller on an M3 Pro chip versus an M2 Pro chip, maybe I should get an M2 Pro MacBook Pro from 2022. And the reality is that, quite honestly, for most users, unless you're a super, 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 super high-end user, uh, you probably won't even take advantage of the power difference between an M2 Pro and an M3 Pro chip. I mean, these machines, again, are insane. They're beasts. They're quiet. They don't get hot. I don't think you're going to complain about anyone. It really just kind of comes down to your budget and then getting kind of some of the recent stuff. You will get the benefits of the brighter screen and the space black color option. Uh, But also in the M3 chip, there are GPU advantages that they talked about. So one of them was dynamic caching where in general, in, in the past or in previous processors, it's there's allocated memory that just takes care of all tasks. But with dynamic caching in real time, it's going to allocate the memory specifically for the amount that is needed for specific tasks. Instead of just allocating a flat number, it'll kind of it'll move in real time, which allows you for more resources to give you better performance overall for your machine. You have um, mesh shading, which allows more complex visuals and graphics, um, geometry based to process and render more effectively and better on your machine. And then the other one was, uh, oh, ray tracing. That is also where lighting conditions, realistic lighting, the way that light bounces, reflects in all directions. Specifically, this is optimized for gaming performance. That's also part of the M3 chip. Now, interestingly enough, when I talk to Apple, Apple's like, hey, well, this is based on the same architecture. Those three features, dynamic caching, mesh shading, and ray tracing, mostly beneficial towards uh, gaming, are also available on the A17 Pro chip on the iPhone 15 Pro. They just didn't talk about it because the iPhone is really such a more of a consumer device. They didn't want to get too deep in the weeds and too geeky, but everything, those features that you see on the M3 Mac Pro are also in an iPhone 15 Pro. So just something to be like, hmm, okay. Now, if you want to talk about Max, the maximum fully loaded M3 Max MacBook Pro 16-inch that you could get with 128 gigs of unified memory, uh, you get eight terabytes of storage, that model itself will cost $7,200 if you opt in for every upgrade. Now, if you talk about previous, last year, the top maxed out model was $6,499, but because it now supports 128 unified, sorry, 128 gigs of unified memory, that maximum memory now costs $1,000. So it is gonna be more expensive, but if you're buying a machine like this, let's be real, this is a machine you're gonna keep for probably, I'm gonna guess, unless you just want to upgrade whenever the next new design comes out, the power and the capability and functionality of this machine is going to last you an easy five years. I'd even say seven plus, just with how effective Apple Silicon and how good it is. So I don't know if this was a meh announcement. I think for most people, this is more power than they'll ever need. And Apple specifically mentioned Intel users multiple times. They specifically mentioned, hey, if you're an M1 user, this might be worth upgrading. When I look at this, I'm just like, I don't even know if I'm going to upgrade right now. And that's why I'm doing my review. Now, 
and again, these are all, all great machines. Apple has made something that is just, in some ways, too, too good. Now, Apple's also, in case you're wondering, like, hey, uh, any deals coming up anytime soon? If you get a website, Adorama, A-D-O-R-A-M-A, normally known for, at least when I've gone to them, a lot of camera gear and creative gear, they're offering $200 off the new 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros with the M3 chip, as well as $100 off the new M3 iMac, like, just within days before the machines are even coming out. So if you do some hunting, you can find some deals and discounts on what Apple just announced at their Scary Fast event. All right, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor of the show, Indeed. And hey, what's a game where no one wins? The waiting game. Because when it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed makes hiring in one place so easy. Even right from the main page, you just type in the type of jobs you're looking for in the search bar, and then a list instantly shows up for jobs in your area. Now let's talk about Indeed's hiring platform that is really second to none. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. It gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Indeed does the hard work for you, and Indeed shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. And Indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to TalentNest in 2019. So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Need a hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're not done with what happened at the Scary Fast event. Let's talk about Apple announcing the new iMac with the M3 chip. What is different? Well, it's pretty plain and simple. It's still a 24-inch iMac. They still come in the same exact colors. They still come in the same exact designs. They still come uh, with the same display and all the connectivity. The connectivity that has changed is uh, Wi-Fi 6E and Bluetooth 5.3. Because remember, the original iMac 24-inch models were released back in April of 2021. But other than that, they've popped a new M3 chip in them. They still have... I still love the colors. If there was a home machine that I could get that would be a hub for everyone to use, it would absolutely be an iMac. Uh, based on Apple's benchmarks and claims, the new M3 is up to two times faster than the previous iMac, which had the M1 chip. You're also going to get all the GPU advantages for potential gaming, You know, hardware-accelerated mesh shading. You got ray tracing and dynamic caching. That's all here. But overall, iMac still starts at $1299. And you can order it today, and they're going to start shipping them on November 7th. I did forget to mention really quickly, let's just rewind back to the MacBook Pros. The 14-inch MacBook Pro previously started at $1,999. The new 14-inch MacBook Pros start at $1,599. But the reason here is because you now have the option for an M3 chip and then when you go higher, the M3 Pro chip is $19.99, and then the M3 Max chip is higher than that. So 
although they're saying yes it starts at 1599 it's because you can now configure a macbook pro 14 inch with an m3 chip and that was never an option before got it get it good also those are available to order right now and then they're going to start shipping some of those configurations on november 7th but custom build orders and some of the higher end processors those might be shipping a little later depending on availability and what you've configured for yourself but i think some of the max configs are going to be available in later like towards the third or fourth week of november when i was when i was twiddling around with it so the imac m3 more memory uh sorry yeah memory unified memory it goes up to 24 gigs on this new m3 version the previous one was a 16 gig maximum and then i talked about it Wi-Fi 6E, Bluetooth 5.3, a great family machine. You still have the media engine that tears through video for 4K and 8K video. Um, and you're pretty much set as this is your home computer. I don't think there's anything thrilling or changing much. And I know a lot of people were hoping for, when can they release a larger screen iMac? We will see. Now, one thing that uh, we will no longer see is maybe we got to pour out a little liquor give our thoughts and prayers and a RIP because Apple just discontinued the 13-inch MacBook Pro with the touch bar. With the touch bar. And by doing that, I believe um, that is the only that it, that it, that is the only touch bar product that was left and the touch bar has now been officially discontinued. And I was a huge critic of the touch bar from the start, from day one, I was like, I don't know about this thing. The, they got rid of the escape key, uh, a crucial key for pro users. The function keys, all gone. There was You could have put the touch bar above it on the space. You didn't even have to integrate with the keyboard. You could have put it above it in that little gap from the uh, hinge to the keyboard. Even at that, developers never really took on it too much. There was no haptic feedback. So even if you selected things, you couldn't, there was no type of haptic confirmation. I thought it was, you know, a mess and I never liked it. And I think maybe that's, yeah, I I never, I never got on board with it. And the other thing that, you know, what was telling is typically when Apple rolls out a feature like this, that they believe in it, it trickles down to all models, right? You would have seen it on uh, the Mac, you know, the the MacBook Airs and 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 all models across the line it stayed on the pros, from what I recall. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it ever left the pros at all. So, you know, if you if you love the Touch Bar, I know some of you do, and you want to hold on dear tight to those um thoughts thoughts. I'm just putting my wrapping my arm around y'all and saying it it was. I don't think it was a good run. It was it was one of my bad apples. Uh, over time, I just I wanted to give it a chance, but it just didn't do much for me specifically and for a lot of people. All right, let's shift away from now that we've talked about the MacBook Pros and the iMacs and the M3s. If you have any other thoughts or comments, you want to send it out, applebitsshow at gmail.com. I'm curious if Apple did enough to move the needle for you. Again, half an hour, scary fast event. The event itself in time was scary fast. I loved the presentation. That was really fun. It had a nice charm to it. It was kind of fun to see Apple go dark. Apple at dark. Um, But I'd love to hear what you all think. All right. If we shift over to the iPhone iOS 17.2, the first beta has been available to developers and public beta testers, um, at least, you know, 
last week, but there are some new features to consider that will be coming to your phone and will be coming very soon. And these are all free, right? This this release is expected to be coming out maybe sometime in December. Um, and you you know you install it under your settings under general. But the the biggest app feature would have to be the journal app that Apple showcased and really touted to journal reflect on your day and memories. You can add text and photos. Really, a a new platform and. There are journaling apps, but Apple's trying to integrate it directly with their, not only with iOS, but maybe pull health trends and things that are based on what you might have journaled that made you feel good or bad or, you know, connect life events with how you're feeling in biometrics. That's kind of interesting. I don't know if I'm going to use it, but that is expected to be part of iOS 17.2. The translate option for the action button. Now, by default, that's typically sent to between ring and silent. I don't know how many of you are really using the action button. I just, like I said in my review for the iPhone 15 Pro, I want it to do more like with a double tap or a triple tap. Right now, mine is kept exactly on what it was, ring or silent. So it hasn't offered me any new functionality. And I know you can go to the screen and turn on ring or silent, but that that's a couple extra steps that I just don't want to do. So with iOS 17.2, the action button can now be assigned to the Translate app to give you quick access for language translation, specifically in the dynamic island. That's going to be kind of interesting to see how they use that more, but also, right, you can use the action button for a camera or a flashlight or voice memos. So they'll finally make the translation app active there. You get new widgets on the home screen and lock screen for things like the weather and clock apps in iOS 17.2. There's collaborative playlists, collaborative. Let me enunciate that for y'all playlist for apple music so it allows multiple people to add reorder and remove songs in a shared playlist you can favorite songs in a playlist individually so there's some little apple music hits uh little tweaks and then your listening history is an actual focus filter that you can use to set up um and have your song choices also affect your other recommendations but yes if you're tired of other people mess around you can have a listening history focus filter this is probably i'm thinking people with kids who get into their phone and start playing all types of random stuff you could create like a my my safe place focus mode and then put this listening history focus filter on it so it's only your music i i could see that okay um there's some sticker reactions via the tap back menu new customization options for your memojis uh contact posters now will have a new rainbow text option because right now they suggest solid colors that kind of match the theme there's going to be kind of a rainbow one that that you know transitions through the text as you do it so buckle up ios 17.2 sometime coming out in december Apple's also extended their return policy now. This is what they've always done in anticipation for the 2023 holiday season. Now, previously, I think all purchases are usually subject to a 14-day return policy. Um, But if you've purchased products between November 3rd and November 25th, they can be returned all the way up until January 8th. January 8th. So you got plenty of time to test out that new iPhone, to test that fully maxed out MacBook Pro and decide, do you still want to return this? It's it's always nice to get that extra the extra breathing space. And then a related to Apple, but kind of not, but just worth mentioning because it's like, okay, here we go again. Samsung is expected to follow the iPhone 15 Pro and use 
titanium <laughs> for their Galaxy S24 Ultra. Of course they are. Like, why wouldn't they do that? So we know Apple really made this big push and, you know, really a throwback to what a, a material that was really popular for them in the past. Titanium is like, it's titanium, baby. That's what Greg Joswiak told me when I asked him, what's new about the iPhone and what do you like? It's titanium, baby. So this has impressed maybe other people who tend to sometimes use, follow, copy, emulate, uh, imitate, which is the best form of flattery sometimes. But it reports from the Elec, which is a Korean outlet, says the Galaxy S24 Ultra will be the first Samsung phone to use titanium. And the company expands to and tends to expand the application of titanium depending on the reception of it with this year's phone. It's like, can we just do something different, man? I, I just always find this funny. Of course, these companies also work together and supply different components and parts of their phones for each other. But, um, you know, who knows how much, of an, how much of a weight reduction that will happen because they're already using a pretty light aluminum in their flagship devices. But uh, Apple did have a miss. They did not use Sia's titanium song to promote this phone. And I can only imagine how funny it would be if the marketing and ad promotion for this new Samsung S24 Ultra is like, I am titanium. I'm not going to do that. I might have blown out some ears. I, I stepped away from the mic for that. But yeah, titanium coming to the S24, y'all. So uh, buckle up for that. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Apple Bits XL. Before we go, we always got to give a shout out, a huge thanks to our Platinum Apples at the $100 level sponsor, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, and Gregory Ford. Thank you to all of you for your support. It's unreal. Thank you to all of you who support in any way, shape, or form. Yes, I know that this podcast, sometimes they've been coming out on Sundays, but I, I the only way I can explain to you is tech. September, Techtober, Techvember is brutal. I'm still doing this on my own. Um, one like not even yeah, 99.9% on my own. And I appreciate that you continue to trust me. And and part of also why things are the podcast is coming maybe in a day a day or two later sometimes is because I'm working on some big things cooking that will drop by the end of the year that are expe- I don't want to jinx it, but are expected to be exclusive. And so because of that. You know, there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes and I'm just one man, but I really, really appreciate all your support so much and continue to kind of, not kind of, I guess, like trust what I'm doing, what I'm saying and how I'm delivering the info to you and really giving you the best perspective that I possibly can from consumer. They're not saying you got to buy this. This is awesome. Everything about this is super awesome. If everything about a certain product is legit, super awesome, I will let you know. And then you'll be like, okay. I really believe him. I do. That that that's that's what I strive for. So everybody, take care, be safe. We'll talk to you soon. We'll hear from you or you'll hear from me next week. I'll have you listen. Take care now. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. <laughs>